Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And we welcome you once again to the next edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, featuring Mother Angelica answering the questions over the years from the viewers of EWTN when they were watching Mother Angelica Live over those many years. And I'm Doug Keck, along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain, who are your guides through these phone calls. Great to see you again, Father. You know, we've just celebrated our uh, 40th anniversary at EWTN, and what a wonderful thing it is to see some of those old videos and to laugh again with Mother and some of those early shows and just to remember and recall the uniqueness that was and is Mother Angelica. Absolutely, and you don't look a day over 39, I have to mention that to you, but uh, <laughs> but it, it really was, and, and it is an amazing work of the Lord, uh, which every day uh, it's reminded because of Mother's mission. And as we say, it's it was really the mission given specifically to Mother Angelica that we're just trying to carry on one day at a time, right? Yeah, and others had to be called too. Mother didn't have the uh, you know technical knowledge. She didn't have the legal knowledge, and so many other things. And the Lord called us to be part of this great mission. And what a privilege it is to be part of this mission that is His network that's reaching so many souls. Well, let's talk about degrees of purgatory and also suicide, prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, why people are so unforgiving, anger and confidence in God's mercy. And those are all the topics we'll be rolling through on this program. First up, degrees of purgatory. So Mother says there are degrees. Very interesting. And what she's talking about here is that each person is unique, right? That we each have our unique needs. You know, she was the abbess of a cloistered community, and she knew that each sister had their own unique gifts and particular needs, Mm -hmm. and each had to be addressed in a unique way. And I think that's an, a very important point. She didn't see a cookie cutter for every person. Right. That they all have to fit into this particular mold. And that's, of course, what God sees, the one who has created us. Absolutely. Let's see what Mother has to say about the degrees of purgatory. And now we're going to go for calls. Hello? Yes, Mother. Yeah, where are you from? This is Michael, and I'm calling from Bay City, Michigan. Good. What is your question? It's not Lucifer calling. <laughs> I'm very glad. Although my mother might take exception at that. <laughs> okay. Sister, a few weeks ago you were talking about purgatory. Yeah, nice place. And you related uh, about the, the three little children, you mentioned the sad point of one of their friends uh, they found out that she'd have to be there until the end time. Yeah. And so my question is, is there not degrees of punishment in purgatory? Yes, because God is just... That's the children of Fatima, and, and a lot of people knock that out of the book, but I think if Our Lady said it, we ought to read it, you know? Yeah. you got to have the courage to read whatever it is she said. So you ask yourself, what could that poor kid do? Well, I don't know. Don't ask me. But whatever it was, it must have been a terrible hardness of heart. See? Hardness of heart. Something. But there have to be degrees, you know. 
degrees of purgatory because not everybody dies with the same degree of sin. Some may not have any mortal sin at all, or maybe they've gone to confession often, and, and the, the sins are imperfections, but they're still not like the Lord. They don't have that a purity of heart and mind to be able to face God. You see, that's what we don't understand. It takes a special grace to be able to face God. It's called the light of glory. And when you die and you're purified, only then can you are you able, are you capable of seeing God face to face because he's so awesome. I, I I think we can understand that little bit. It's like looking at the sun. You cannot look at the sun without going blind. Your eyes were not made to look at the sun. Now, an eagle can. Okay. But you cannot do that. You would, you would have to have something very special to be able to look at the sun. Well, then it should not be hard for us to know that I need something very special before I can see God face to face. My, my human nature, my human soul has to be ready, ready, able, capable of seeing God face to face. That's, that's a reason for purgatory. So I, I would think there are as many degrees as, as there are people. Because everybody doesn't suffer the same. No more than in heaven. We, we, we're not all on the same level. See, We're in different levels because our heart, the amount of love I have at death, is the amount of love I will love for all eternity. So even in heaven there are degrees. St. Paul has a nice way of putting it. He said, well, some of you put up a straw and wood and jewels and silver and gold. Well, that was his way of saying, we're not all going to be the same in heaven. Sorry, folks, but that's the way it is. See, you're not all the same here. See? You don't all like the same food. You don't all like the same weather. Some people think it's terribly hot, hot here. It's only 101. If you're a southerner, you don't mind. If you're a northerner, oh. the air you breathe is hot. See? But if you're a southerner, it's just part of your life and you take it. See, So there are degrees of everything. I don't like cold weather. I mean, we all get cold. And some of my sisters love it. You know, oh, it's 10 below. Wonderful. <laughs> So we're not the same, thank God. We're all different, and so it is in purgatory. Moving ahead, we've got two topics in our next section coming up, dealing with suicide and also the prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. An interesting coupling there, Father. But suicide, you know, there's been an incredible number of suicides mm. over the last year. Yes. It's such a sad thing, and... You know, it's said that suicide doesn't end the pain, it just passes it on. And there's a truth about that, the devastation that it brings. The church, however, is compassionate. It talks about the reality of the seriousness 
that we are obliged to accept our lives gratefully. God alone is the author of life and of death. Human life is sacred, so we don't have the right to take our own life. And yet there are a number of factors that the church says that can diminish our responsibility. So we should not despair of those who have taken their lives. The Catechism says the church prays for them. Absolutely. And at the same time, we have to make sure people understand doing something like this and making a decision to do it is a very, very bad thing and can put you at risk for your eternal soul. Speaking of the eternal soul, we also have prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. Mother says you can't love people and wait for them to change. You won't end up loving anybody. And she talks about the power of praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm sure you would agree. Yes, and I really like the conclusion that this lady came to, that first she's begging God to change her husband, and then suddenly she's changing, help me to love him more. What a beautiful change in outlook and a more fruitful way to pray. Right. Let's see what Mother has to say about suicide, and maybe the antidote to that is to prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. Well, we have a call. Hello? Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago. Wonderful. What is your question? Yeah, my uh, sister's having uh, difficult when we lost my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, we just lost her this last um, November 21st, and we are having a little problem with her, with su- suicide, mm-hmm. and she's trying to kill herself, and everybody talking to her, the family, and everything else. I don't know what we can do, if you have any, you know. Well, it's a healthy fear on your part. And on her part, you know, psychologically, she has lost someone and she's not able to accept it. See, but what we all need to do, we're going to do this now, huh? It's a very serious thing. Suicide has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with compassion and absolutely nothing to do with getting rid of pain. It has nothing to do with it. So, Lord God, we just praise and bless your holy name. We ask, Lord, that you look upon this, thy child, and take away from her all thoughts of suicide. For the fear in her heart is of something that only you can help, Lord. She fears life, Lord, without her mother. But she must depend upon you, Lord. Manifest to her your love, as you did to me. Give her that grace, Lord, to see how much you love her. And that she not only can go on without her mother, but she can become holy. She can enjoy life in a whole new way. A way that only you can show her. A way that only you can fill her. Lord, teach her and tell her that her mother, if she's in heaven, and I'm sure she is, she's praying for her. She does not want her to be suicidal. Because she takes the risk of being separated from her mother forever. So, Lord, teach her that her mother sees her and knows her and intercedes for her and still loves her. We ask this to the intercession of Mary, the great mediatrix of all grace. Amen. We have another call. Hello? Uh, hello, Mother Angelica? Yeah, where are you from? Um, I'm from Maryland. And what is your question? Well, there was, it's not really a question. It's um, two things that I wanted to mention to you. 
Um, the first was about tolerance, what you were talking about tonight. Tolerance. Um, it's about uh, my husband and myself. And um, I, we knew before we got married that there was a lot about us that was uh, incompatible. <laughs> and um, over the years, uh, I guess I went on a little spiritual growth, I guess you could say. My prayers used to be, God, change him. Just change him. I can't stand him, you know? Yeah. And it grew into a prayer that's now, um, Lord, uh, please help me to love him more. That's and, better? Yeah, and in, instead of wanting to change him. I think that's a beautiful prayer because many times our intolerance is, is what makes us so impatient with other people. We have to love other people the way they are at this moment, knowing, knowing they have to get better, knowing they have to change, you see. You can't love people and wait for them to change. You won't end up loving anybody. See? You have to love people as they are right now, hoping, hoping they'll be better, but hoping you'll be better. And I think what helped you the most is that perpetual adoration you went to, see. When you go before the blessed, I can't say that often enough. No matter what kind of problems are in this world, there's only two things that are going to change you. Adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, processions to the Blessed Sacrament, and love for our sweet Mother. If we don't get those two things back, in our lives, in our churches, in our country, you can call it quits. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. Of course, you had to stay. Uh, let's see what Mother has to say about our upcoming topic, Why Are People So Unforgiving? Father Joseph, any insights? Well, I think we would all do well if we would observe the Eighth Commandment better, right? <laughs> and Mother talks about just these articles that would come out about her, and she didn't recognize <laughs> that person. She said, I would hate them too, you know? And so one of the articles under the Eighth Commandment, you shall not bear false witness, is to avoid rash judgment. And what the Catechism says, to avoid rash, rash judgment, everyone should be careful to interpret insofar as possible his neighbor's thoughts words and deeds in a favorable way, not to immediately come to a negative conclusion. Right, and I think unfortunately in the, in the hyper-social media world lived in today, it's actually worse than it was when Mother talked about this on the live show, uh, you know, that people are so quick to get defensive and, and to assign blame or motives to people. And, you know, and one of the things she says in the answer here, she talks about, you know, when you're dealing with your own unforgiveness, you have to drop it. Just leave it to the Lord. You can ask for forgiveness from that person. If they're not willing to give it to you, that's up to them. Mm -hmm. But you you have to forgive yourself and make sure you do your reparations and leave the rest of the Lord. 
There's something about the distance of social media that brings about a less respect between persons. If you're with a person eye to eye, face to face, you're talking to that person, you just naturally have a greater respect. But if it's a distance, you don't really actually see the person, then there's more vitriol that often can come out. Absolutely. That's why that great advice, I think, of praying for the people you have problems and issues with, it helps you forgive them. Let's see what Mother has to say about why are people so unforgiving. Now, we have another call. Hello? Hi, Mother. And where are you from? I'm from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. My name is Denise. What is your question? I was calling when you talked about forgiveness, Mm -hmm. and it really bothers me that people don't know how to forgive and sometimes they judge you and believe what other people say and then you call to say I'm sorry if I've hurt you or anyone else Mm -hmm. and they can't forgive you Mm -hmm. I don't understand what to do with people like that because I just recently tried I'm gonna make this brief tried to help someone and I thought I was doing what that person wanted me to do what we had discussed yeah, well, and it turned into something horrible. Well, if you've asked for forgiveness and they refuse to forgive, then you have nothing else you can do. Our Lord said we should go back three times. Well, sometimes even after three times, you get someone else to go for you, you go back again. After that, you have to drop it and just leave it to the Lord. The important thing is that you forgive. You forgive their non-acceptance of forgiveness, of, of repentance. There's just nothing you can do. I would just go my way and pray for them. That you, Misunderstandings are difficult things. Because both sides think they're right. That's what causes a feud. A feud. And, and many times there's no reason for it, see? They, they go on from generation to generation and and nobody just sits down and investigates, you know, what is this all about? I remember one time in our order, we, we used to say a very long uh, psalm at night. And uh, finally I, I thought to myself, I wonder why we say this. And I, you know, kind of went back, back and back and back. And, found out that at a certain time in one monastery they had an orchard and a very high wall and some of the kids were coming over and stealing apples. And the mother abbess was very concerned that they'd fall off the wall and kill themselves. And so she started saying this long prayer at night, supposed to be for nine days, in the middle of it she dies and we said it for 50 years, I think. (laughs) And uh, it just went on and on. Well, that's how sometimes people don't forgive. It just goes on. It goes on from one generation to the next. And if you ask the sixth or seventh generation, why are you so angry with this family? They don't have the slightest idea. Well, why are you doing this? They don't know. Uh, A racial... Uh, prejudice is like that, see. Um, religious prejudice is that way, religious hatred. We, we don't know why. We live in it, we're trained to do that, and we don't know why. 
So you've done your best. You, you have asked forgiveness. You've given forgiveness. I, I would leave it to the Lord now because sometimes the more you go and the more you do towards that, the worse it is. So I, I would drop it. And, and there are many things in life we just can't explain. There, there are, are many things people say. You know, if I, if I or saw or read things about me personally that other people read, I wouldn't like me either. I wouldn't, see, because they're a terrible thing. Stuff I never thought of doing. Some stuff not too bad, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so far, I haven't thought of it. But see, you can't, you can't believe what you read. Did you ever have an article written about you? I have to admit, here in Birmingham and, and Hansville and Coleman, it were really good articles. But most of the stuff written about me is so far-fetched that I don't recognize me. My sister said, who's that? <laughs> it's like the woman who called one day and she said, is it true? I said, what? That mother died this morning? I said, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you sure? I said, yeah. Well, how do you know? I said, I'm talking to you. <laughs> See, you, it's just so rumors, rumors, rumors. Are, you just wonder how people make up stuff, you know? So, you know, take everything you hear with a grain of salt and one-third of what you eat. Neighbors are different because... You can't convince them sometimes that you didn't do what they think you did or you didn't mean it. And if you've asked forgiveness, just remember God forgives quickly and forgets. See? Your neighbor isn't always that way. He doesn't even believe in be forgiving seven times a day, let alone 70 times seven. It's only important, no, really, what God does. You can be sure that when you go to confession, it's gone. That, to me, is awesome. And closing out our program, the topic, Anger and Confidence in God's Mercy. Kind of an interesting pairing, those two, in the sense of anger versus God's mercy. But Mother knows exactly what to say, doesn't she? Yeah, this caller is just seven years old. As we'll see, I'm not going to spoil mother talking about her own experience when she was three years old, but it's quite humorous, but also teaching, too. It's a teaching. She said that we keep thinking backwards. That's right. such an important point for us, isn't it, Doug? Right. No, exactly. And that's why mother always talked about the idea of living in the present moment and, and, and that idea of, of, you know, dealing with the issue, Lord, and then moving forward as best you can, not, not getting mired in things that you can't change, uh, you know, retrospectively. All you can do is do, do the right thing going forward and, that, and, you know, go to confession, ask for forgiveness, do all the positive things um, to help you move beyond whatever this issue, big mistake, as she talks mm -hmm. about, you know, because God can forgive anything. We're all fallen human beings. We fall, you know, we make mistakes, we sin, but that's not an end, a reason to quit right that jesus is a patient teacher 
And so we need a certain patience with ourselves, too, to trust in the Lord's mercy and continue forward. As Mother would put it succinctly, drop it. So this is anger and confidence in God's mercy. Thank you. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. How old are you? Seven. And what is your question? Um, sometimes um, I get mad at my brother, but then like, I like freeze and then I pray and then I sort of like forget about it. <laughs> you, get <laughs> you forget to pray for your brother? Is that what you do? No, what is um, it? I like say a prayer and then I just like forget about like what I did to my brother. Oh, well, see, when you get angry at some, uh, you're seven, you're getting angry already? <laughs> That's okay, sweetheart. I got angry when I was three. <laughs> I told my grandmother to shut up that she was all the time talking. <laughs> you know, I remember it today even. I mean, I've mentioned it several times, but see if you get angry at your brother. And then you pray, and you ask Jesus to forgive you. Then you need to forget. You need to apologize to your brother. Then you need to forget this past offense and go forward with renewed confidence. See, many times people make a big mistake. Once they do something, no matter what it is, then what happens is we keep thinking backwards. Why did I do that? And I shouldn't have done it. And, and why did I always, why do I always do this? I, I saw it coming, I didn't listen. You're sorry, you told Jesus you're sorry, but what's a biggie, you went to confession, drop it. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.